Hello and welcome to Marketing Connected. I am your host, Janice Tan. Each week, we will speak with industry leaders on pertinent topics in the marketing and advertising scene across Southeast Asia remotely. Our guest for today is Pat Law, founder of Good Stuff, a 10-year-old agency that has worked with clients such as the Singapore Economic Development Board, Changi Airport Singapore, UOB, Unilever and Singtel. Before starting up her own agency, Pat learned the ropes and climbed up the ranks at Ogilvy, TBWA, Arc Worldwide, Publicis Singapore and AKQA. Many of you might know of Good Stuff, but what is the story behind the agency's founding? Well, we will be hearing it from Pat today as she shares what drove her to launch her own agency. Pat will also share what it feels like to compete with the big boys, the team bonding activities that her team engages in as they work from home, and how COVID-19 will reshape the industry. Hi Pat, thank you for joining us today. It's really great to have you with us. Good Stuff has made a name for itself in the industry, but few know the backstory of why you founded it. Could you tell us a little bit more about the agency and how long it has been around? So Good Stuff is a social marketing agency and uh, we've been around for a decade now. Uh, that really makes me feel damn old. Um, we have offices as well in Bangkok and as well as Jakarta uh, with about 70 people thereabouts and a crazy devil of a cat. So we started... Uh, in 2010, uh, and I had just left Ogilvy at that point. Uh, and honestly, the I wish I had a more inspiring story, but I don't. Um, good stuff was, was really set up uh, because I, at that point, needed to support my dad, who was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Uh, and the best way to make money is to make it on your own. Wow, that is an inspiring story, Pat. Starting the agency to help your parents, specifically your dad. That's it. You know, some might wonder why you decided to leave a well-known agency to start up your own business, which is pretty risky. What spurred you? I did the math and um, basically I I calculated, you know, how much do I have to make if I want to maintain my lifestyle and a brain tumor? And the honest truth is, I had, I mean, the, the first option was to go to my HR folks in Ogilvy and go, hi, can you triple my pay? Which would have been very arrogant and, you know, just impossible, uh, as opposed to taking it as a sign to why I should start out on my own. I have, I mean, you're not the first to say it. A, a lot of people have been telling me, you know, are you nuts? That seemed to be quite a bit of a gamble. But at the same time, it was a very dark period of my life where I hit, I, I pretty much hit rock bottom. I had no savings in spite of working for a, a good amount of time. Uh, I had nothing. And I think uh, the thing is true. So when you, you, you hit rock bottom, the only way is up. And I felt, I honestly felt at that point that that was the one thing I needed to do to try to, you know, do it on my own. Uh, and it really helped that, you know, when you get to the point where you have nothing to lose, uh, that's where I think we are at our bravest. Oh, maybe, you know, to some people at our dumbest. Not many people know this. So thank you for being so open with us and sharing the story with our listeners. Now, good stuff has clearly come a long way after a decade. 
Many might see the glitz and glamour, and let's be honest here, alright Pat, you throw the best parties, okay? I mean, every year the team is hoping and praying our invites come through. Plus, you have some excellent clients such as Singtel and Unilever. But I'm sure, as with any agency, good stuff has had its fair share of ups and downs. And with the current situation we are in, it is certainly not easy for anyone. How has business been like for you during this period? Yes, we do have uh, some really great clients, but we also have very, very good people. Uh, we are only as good as our people. So you're right, we have our ups and downs and a lot of it is relative to what is that, you know, the, the point of culture uh, in the agency. And I like that we as an agency, we acknowledge that we are, you know, we are going through puberty, right? Um and with that comes the need to make mistakes, the need to learn and grow from it, and refusing really to stay status quo. Um, and that has always been the spirit of our culture. Um, in, in terms of COVID-19, uh, we have been very, very lucky in that most of our clients are not directly impacted by it. But admittedly, this is surreal times that we are, you know, we are going through. Uh, we're going through a global health and economic pandemic. So it's inevitable at some point our clients will be indirectly affected. But so far, so good. We've been extremely busy and a good kind of busy. Uh, we can't complain. I think I'm probably on personally on my, my fifth COVID-19 brief already. Awesome. That's great to hear, Pat. Are there any measures you're taking to ensure your agency stays afloat during this period? So, you know, the funny thing is I was actually already looking at uh, business continuity plans and contingency plans from December last year because of the U.S. and China trade war. Um, I think when you're the one leading the company, you can't help but think ahead, even when times appear to be good. Um, uh, that feels like a bloody long time ago. Um, so thankfully, because we started way ahead, uh, we are quite well prepared to weather this mother of a storm. Uh, hopefully, we won't capsize. But I'm very thankful that we're not in a position where we are reacting to the economy. Uh, but we knew somehow, you know, we knew it's not going to be a good year uh, from an economic standpoint. And we were well prepared for that. Could you share with our listeners a bit more on how you have pushed yourselves? To give you an example of that, um, so Good Stuff is not known for pitching. Uh, in 2019, we pitched like, what, nine times of the entire year? Uh, in December itself, before we closed uh, our doors, I did tell our people that, hey, I'm sorry, but Q1 is going to be a tough month. We will have to pitch the shit out of everything that is worth pitching for. And we did that way before COVID-19 came into play. Wow, I guess you had some foresight there in terms of preparing a business for the new year. Well, you know, in general, there's a lot of anxiety and fear in this industry right now. People are worried about their jobs, their livelihoods, and freelancers, for example, have particularly been impacted. Many agencies are also freezing headcount, holding back on promotions, or are in cost-cutting mode. Is good stuff taking any of these measures? If we look back at history and how companies responded during recessions, uh, there's a lot that we can learn. 
it's quite in inevitable that cost-cutting measures are on the minds of a lot of leaders. But personally, I think it's about optimized cost-cutting. Uh, the keyword being optimized. Yes, indeed, we have to be prudent about costs, but we shouldn't be cutting costs for the sake of. When you think about it, for the first time ever, this pandemic affects everyone, whether you're a big agency or a small one. It also means that the playing field has been leveled. Uh, we are all suffering at this point. And this, therefore, if you think, if think about it from that point of view, it is quite possibly the best time to level up ahead of your competition if you're really smart about it. So as the owner of one of the most successful independent shops in Singapore, did you ever feel that you were not in the same league as the big boys when you were pitching for clients? You know, I have never really thought about whether good stuff is in the same league as a big agency or not because uh, we have gone up against them in different kinds of pitches before. I think we recognize that we are the David uh, to the Goliath and in a way you know you need the Goliath in, in the world to bring out the David in you. So this question is actually a bit hard to answer because I recognize all the advantages of being the smaller agency in this economic crisis. And it doesn't mean that we are better than them. Neither does it mean they're better than us. It's just that depending on what you're working with, what kind of agency you're working with, your strategy and the way you deploy any cost-cutting measures for that matter, it's highly dependent on that, the infrastructure of your agency. If we look at things from a broader perspective, from you know the perspective of the marketing and agency scene in Singapore as a whole, in a way, you could say that this pandemic has united everyone in this industry and brought us closer together. This is mainly because many of us are feeling the same pressures. Do you see that happening to the independents in Singapore in terms of them rallying closer together during this period? So what I can say is when uh, the resilience budget was um, announced, several agencies, the independents, some of us have been talking to each other and trying to figure out which are the, you know, the benefits that we can enjoy uh, and sharing information really that way. And we have seen a lot of COVID-19 related initiatives. And I think it's obvious that we are supporting each other's creativity. I am glad you ended that point on creativity, which is what I want to touch on a little bit. How is brainstorming for creative ideas been like for you as you work from home and your teams are not huddled together? Is it still easier in person than over Zoom calls and virtual chats? I think it's been quite hard um, trying to brainstorm virtually. Um, the nature of our industry is such that a good number of us are social creatures. That's why we're in the industry too. Uh, we feed off each other's personality and presence. So when, when that's taken away, it becomes a bit difficult to adapt to. But strangely enough, I find that uh, we've been more productive we have been noticing your productivity quite a bit with your Friday drinks. Can you tell us a bit about that as well? Half of us being alcoholics here, we host a bi-monthly drink-from-home session across the three markets, Singapore, Bangkok, and Jakarta. And so we do that on that level and check in on everyone. Uh, also, our team leads do check in on their people every day. 
We have, you know, just updated and enhanced the whole drink from home thing. Now that the circuit breaker has been extended to 1st of June, I mean, some of us are having mild panic attacks and it's quite natural. Uh, we plan to host mini virtual activities. What we have in our heads right now will be F45, yoga, cooking. And I personally suggested that uh, can we learn how to swear in each other's local languages? Because good stuff actually have, uh, we are like a melting pot of South, Southeast Asian folks who speak all sorts of languages. So I will love to learn how to swear in Thai. Nothing like team bonding, like swearing in each other's languages. And kudos to you guys for those great initiatives. As with everything, there are always positives and negatives. For some, working from home has resulted in depression as they feel alone. You have openly shared with our audience that this is something you have had to struggle with as well, running your own agency. Do you have any advice for our listeners who might have colleagues going through this or are experiencing this themselves? Based on my experience, um, I think that one of the biggest triggers to feeling like really, really down and dark mentally and emotionally is when you feel all alone, like there's no one to turn to or talk to. And if anything, um, for anyone feeling that way at this point, I think it's important to really know that uh, you, you should get help. Uh, there are several different hotlines you could call uh, to get help. Uh, but above all, I think I remembered when I felt that way, um, the first person I called was my mom. So, you know, I know it's very difficult to try to call a hotline uh, and speak to a stranger over the phone, but they are trained to, to help. Uh, so it's not a bad thing to try. If there's a takeaway from this, it's yeah, you're definitely not alone. Uh, a lot of us are feeling the same. It is normal. Uh, I don't think you should feel ashamed for feeling the way you do. Uh, it is so normal that 20% of us in Singapore do suffer from some, some degree of a mental illness. Uh, so I think we need to get over ourselves and acknowledge that it is as common as a bloody headache. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on that, Pat. And honestly, it is the social stigma that really stops a lot of people from sharing their struggles. So you're right, you know, we need to definitely find a way to normalize it. Well, we have come to the end of our conversation today. But before we wrap up, is there any advice you would like to leave with our listeners, especially during this challenging period? Sweet is not sweet without the bitter. So, well, COVID-19 will produce a whole new generation of grit that will take the industry forward in a way that the previous generation simply cannot. Um, and if we survive this, we can pretty much survive anything, right? I mean, this is, you know, different level of a pandemic. So imagine this, imagine on your resume and your first bullet point actually says survivor of COVID-19. How many of us can actually say that? The, the last generation that could says, I survived the Great Depression. Um, so I think we are in, in the midst of history in making and we should understand how powerful it would be if we survive. So to everyone, please survive. Thank you for listening to Marketing Connected. I am your host, Janice Tan, and we will be back next week with another session. If you wish to learn about innovation and digital transformation for your business, visit our webinars page at webinars.marketing-interactive.com. Once there, 
you will have a whole range of topics to choose from which will best aid your business needs. The Marketing Connected series is produced by Marketing Interactive.